listening to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Welcome to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. My name is Charles Laux. I'm your host. Today we are here with uh, Corey Zilich. Did I say that right? Yeah. Awesome. And uh, he is joining us from, where are you from, Corey? I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. Awesome. And you have to say it that way, Louisville. It's kind of one syllable. One syllable loud. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Um, uh, Corey and I have known each other for a while um, from Facebook. Um, and then, um, last week or week, I don't know, I guess it was last week. He asked me to join him on a podcast, uh, or a live broadcast, um, just talking about distance learning. So I figured it would be great to have him here, uh, to talk to you all about that as well. We're all in that same situation, that same boat right now. So, um, Corey, can you tell us just a little bit about your, your background and what in your current teaching situation and kind of give everybody kind of a, an overview of a little bit about you? Yeah, so I'm the orchestra director at Westport Middle School here in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, now, I didn't start out in strings. I was a, I was a band kid. I played the trombone. Nice. Uh, I, I was always interested in strings, but where I went to high school, they didn't even have a strings program. So um, I went to my band director and asked her uh, what instrument I could play, and she handed me a trombone. I didn't even really have a choice. Uh, okay. So I went to, <laughs> yeah, I went to the University of Louisville, um and I studied trombone there and and music education uh and that's where I really started to get uh, more interested in the the string stuff uh I I played in the orchestra in the brass section and and we had string methods with uh, Doug Elmore uh who's fantastic string teacher many many of you guys probably know him uh and um when I got towards the end of college I started subbing and there was a school where there was an orchestra teacher that was like at the end of her wits with teaching. She, she said it was babysitting basically. And so she was deciding that she was going to uh, pursue a degree in nursing instead. So she was taking three, four days off a week. So I, I subbed a lot for her, mm-hmm. uh, which was tough because the kids didn't really care a whole lot. And I was, I was just trying to get them to sit down in their seat. Like it was, it was a challenge for sure. Um, and I did that for about a half semester. And uh, towards the end of that, the principal asked me if I wanted to work at the school. And I said, well, is the band director leaving? And he said, well, no, <laughs> but we have a string job opening as you know. And I was like, okay. Uh, you know, I, I told him I wasn't a string player uh, to begin with, but I would, work hard that summer and get lessons with people and, and just nice, you know, brush up on my string chops. So I did that. I, I got with a lot of people from around town and uh, did one-on-one lessons with them and got as much information as I could to be able to teach strings. Uh, that the first couple of years were kind of tough. Um, I broke a lot of strings, a lot of viola, a strings where I was trying to tune them to an E. Um, but I, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of us have done that. Uh, and uh, here I am, like seven years later, still teaching strings. Um, the school that I started at closed down after my second year there. It was just, it was a rough situation. So they just decided to uh, distribute all those kids to other schools around the district and just, let's just start all over again. So there was another string job open at Westport Middle School. 
and the principal contacted me and and I'm still there. Great. And and so tell us a little bit about the population there and in your students. Your middle school six, seven, eight. Okay. Middle school six, seven, and eight. Yep. Um, we have a very large middle school. We're at thirteen hundred kids in the building. Uh, the the school building used to be a high school, so that's why we're able to have that many kids. So we've, wow. we've got a pretty big facility uh-huh. at the school. Um, we're good facilities probably too for your for your classes, right? Since it was a high school. Um, it's very, very dated. Um, and that's kind of a, a problem throughout the entire district. And they're working on addressing that right now. Um, but, uh, I'm lucky I've got a, a pretty large space. I didn't start out with that. My first year at Westport, we were in the basement in a very small classroom. Uh, it was, it was a lot to fit 20 kids in there. I mean, it was, it was tight and there were two giant pillars in the middle of the room. Wow. Next year I shared with the band. We actually, we each had three periods and we were itinerant teachers. So we were traveling to elementary schools and things. So I had the beginning half of the day, he had the later half of the day and it worked out, but then our programs were just exploding and there was just no way we could feasibly have our classes in the same space anymore. I had to get my sixth grade. Well, that's good. That's a good problem to have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the first solution my principal came up with is putting us in the gym uh, <laughs> on the stage during PE class. And I was like, no, that's not going to work. So I had my parents help me out and we were able to get the preschool out of a middle school. I don't know why they were in the middle school, but we ended up getting that space. So we have, we've got a pretty large room now and there's like side rooms we can use for practicing and, and that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, great. That's, uh, it sounds awesome. Um, and congrats on on being at your school for for that long and and building that program up. It's a pretty pretty big accomplishment. Um, so you are um, we had talked when we had talked before we were going to have you do the podcast and you said, well, I, I haven't started my online teaching yet. So mm-hmm. you guys have been out for a little while. You took a break and you had spring break in there. Is that right? Yeah, our districts it's it's so large and we have um, so many different populations. Uh, like at my school, we're a Title One school. And uh, it's like 80% free and reduced lunch. Uh, And I'd say we got probably about half the kids might not even have internet at home or or a device. Like if they have one at home, it's like mom's phone or something like that. It's it's not much. So our district never had a non-traditional instruction plan. Like other districts have them for snow days, so they don't have to make those days up. Right. But our district never did that because because there was such a large inequity. So we wouldn't be able to feasibly accomplish that. But, you know, nobody anticipated having a, a pandemic like this where we're out of school for so long. Um, so they, what they did was just say, we're not going to have school until spring break. So that was two weeks before our actual spring break. So we had three weeks where the district kind of put together materials and came up with an NTI plan. Uh, they shipped 25,000 Chromebooks to kids' houses, uh, had pickup locations for them. I mean, it was it was a massive operation. We still have kids that haven't gotten theirs yet, but they should in the next day or two. Wow. So you're, uh, you're just starting your second week. Yeah. Yeah. Today was our first day of the second week, officially. Okay. What was the first week for you? Uh, it was interesting. Um, my main goal was just to try to make contact with as many as my of my kids as possible. And I kind of kept a, a spreadsheet throughout the week and, and mark kids off 
uh, like on an Excel sheet as I saw them, even if I saw them, their name just pop up briefly in a live session or anything like that, I just marked that, sure. that I knew they were alive. Like my first assignment when we got yeah. back was let me know you're alive. Just yeah, comment I, anything. I kids that are MIA and, um, you know, I, I'm, you know, nervous obviously for them, but I'm not sure if it's just, uh, they can't get online. And I know, you know, I'm in a pretty affluent school. So, uh, you know, most of mine can, and um, I just just wonder if they're, they're just, you know, I don't wonder where they are. And I've sent them remind text messages and emails and I've heard nothing from a good yeah. them. So that's, it's sad. Um, and I want to reach them and at least give them an experience. And so, you know, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. I've got some, I've got MIA, MIA kids are on my list over the next couple of days to call the, the phone numbers and, and try to see what's going on. It could be a case where they just don't have their device yet from the district or, or they're just kind of skipping class. They, they know that, um, you know, they're, we're, we're telling them to do this work, but it's not like 100% required. Uh, and I think they, right. they know that and some might be taking advantage of that or some just maybe can't. Right. You know, and so that's, that's the challenging part is that we just don't know and we can't assume. So, um, mm-hmm. so your first, uh, what, what, what kind of things are you working on with your students or what kind of, um, you know, what, what kind of websites are you using or resources are you using? Uh, planning to use yeah so uh what i've used so far with the kids is uh, we've been using google meet to to have daily live sessions i just do an an hour a day one hour i try to mix mix it up um i don't really i'm kind of refraining from doing like a a lesson uh like a lecture style lesson or anything like that during that hour the hours for me is more of just making connections with the kids and interacting with them, talking to them uh, and kind of making it uh, light. Right. Um, a lot of these kids don't have, you know, much at home and, you know, just a very, very strange time. And, and I, I think a familiar face sometimes, I mean, I know I look forward to seeing my kids and we're supposed to only do really once a week um, with our, the plan that we're on in our district because there's other subjects, that, there's different subjects to go every day, but um, I open up some help sessions, um, and it's it's nice to see their face, and 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 I think they enjoy just being able to talk with some of their friends and ask me questions and see how things are going and all that. Yeah, totally. I, I it's yeah, I can see like they they kind of light up when they see all their friends pop in the session or or they see my face pop up after having the video muted and they're they're excited to to just interact with somebody i think everybody's kind of at that point right now like i'll i'll talk to people i don't even like uh right now i think i would enjoy that <laughs> buddy they come, come talk to me yeah, yeah just anybody i i kind of feel like uh, tom hanks on castaway right now in my house i'm just yeah. kind of i find myself talking to inanimate objects <laughs> where do you see your your teaching going in the uh i mean you're out for the year is that tr- is that correct are you have they, they st- haven't announced that yet mm-hmm. um i'm fully expecting to be out for the rest of the year uh right now it's until may 4th i think okay. is the date yeah and when when are you supposed to be done with school in june uh the last day i think it's like june 4th okay so not too far into june yeah, yeah so i i've got kind of a, a plan 
for now until June 4th, basically. And they, they've been telling teachers to go ahead and plan for, for longer than what we've currently got. What, do, what, what would you say your focus is going to be then with your teaching? Uh, my focus is one, just trying to provide uh, enticing ways to get them to show up to like click on the links I'm sending out and, and showing up to a live session and just participating uh, and getting their instruments out. Um, I'm not going to worry about like trying to teach uh, a piece of music or, mm -hmm. or anything like that, or I'm not going to uh, ask them to like perfect something per se, like uh, uh, make an assignment where they have to send me a video of them performing two right. octave scale on 16. No, I'm not going to ask them to do something like that. Um, but, uh, my assignments and video lessons that I've been giving out to them have been more around, um, I've been doing like some D major scale, just similar to what you've been putting out where you've got, you know, play along, play after me, play after me kind of stuff with metronome or, or drum loop or something like that. Right. Uh, just, uh, like I got a little five minute, um, power workout D major scale. It gets harder and harder as it goes, like see how far you can make it. Um, and they can do it each day. Maybe the next day they'll be able to make it further in that, that video. Uh, and then the other aspect that I'm trying to incorporate is a lot of uh, exploratory playing, improvisation. So I've got some mini lessons uh, that are geared around that where it's uh, play after me, like some blues licks and yep. other ideas like that. Uh, Christian Howes has some great videos that I've been sending my kids and they love playing along with him. Maybe we put a, uh, we'll put a link to um, his playlist in uh, the podcast description here. So that way, uh, if any of you want to check that out, but he's got a, a really great playlist. He just keeps adding to, um, you know, you just play along with me kind of things and they're uh, all, you know, geared to different ages and whatnot. So um, it can be very appropriate. And, you know, I think a lot of our kids, at least my kids, they don't always show a huge interest in, learning to improvise or learning, you know, wanting to learn jazz or, or any, any kind of uh, alternative styles. But um, I think if they see someone like Christian Howes, you know, and, you know, dig a little deeper into what he's doing, that, that can be very motivating and uh, enticing for them to, to want to be able to do that themselves. Yeah. And his videos, like he, he's got them um, tier like he's got middle school level he's got advanced ones for the high school kids um and and they're right at the right level uh, i think they're 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 followable he's not playing anything crazy mm -hmm. uh, until you get to some of his harder videos and if there's something you want him to record i sent him a facebook message and said hey can you do a video of this and i had it an hour later like he's like sure man yeah so i, I know if you hit christian up right now he'll help you right now and you know, we're all, we're all in that uh, situation. I know he, you know, he runs a lot of face-to-face -face camps and um, it, there's just a lot going on. You know, the, the, the string camp I was supposed to work at this summer is, is not going and, and yeah. other, uh, you know, some professional development things that I'm, I was supposed to be at are now going virtual. So, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of that this summer even still that's not going to be what it was. So we have to, you know, that's my, my goal is to keep, trying to put out more resources for my students, but also for everybody else. And uh, so that we can have some things to, uh, to share and, and play along with and, you know, have my students get some other insights from other teachers. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that that's really important. Um, and then 
you know, kind of keeping our eye on, you know, this through the summer and, and maybe next school year, because, you know, this thing might take a while to, to play out. So we kind of have to, we, I think we have to think a little bit long term right now as far as, you know, teaching our kids and, and reaching them through our instruction online. Absolutely. And I, I think, um, I really think this is going to be something that teachers are going to be expected to have ready um, in case of this or any kind of other emergency. Um, I think it's just going to be an expectation now because this is a real wake up call for everybody. Um, you know, our district uh, had something in place right away um, and the teachers had a scramble, but there was at least a framework of this is how we're going to do things. Mm -hmm. Please do your best. And here are the expectations. You know, we got the list of expectations from HR that you will be available during regular business hours for professional development. This is, you know, and for teaching and for this and that. Uh, so um, that was, that was very helpful because we found out on a Thursday that we were going to be out. And then uh, by Monday we started our online teaching. So we were, we were in it really quickly. Wow. Uh, finished three weeks. We just had spring break and today's my first day back week four and we have uh, six full weeks left. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, 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 I can't imagine just being thrust into it that quickly. I had a little more time to, yeah. to kind of think about it and try some things out before we officially got back in. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty tech savvy. So for me, I think it wasn't so bad. And a lot of my, you know, my students were already doing like practice vlogs where they, would kind of do a vlog style um, uh, practice session, fill out a doc, and then kind of talk through a five minute practice sample of what they were doing. And so the first week I just said, we're going to do another practice vlog like you've been doing. And so just keep that going. I wanted to keep it as, as normal as possible. Um, and now, you know, a few weeks later, they announced that we're not going to be in school for the rest of the year. So that's going to really change um, my attitude. And they also uh, announced a grading policy that um, is not going to penalize anyone um, after the, after the, the point in which we stopped meeting face to face, mm -hmm. grade they had is the grade they could take, or if their grade was low, they can bring it up with, uh, the online, uh, things, but that's another reason that just came out before spring break. And I, I think, uh, I'm going to have a lot of kids MIA <laughs> because kids yeah, nines and 100s or whatever kind of good grades. Why, why would they want to, you know, why would they want to do work? But I'm hoping to make it fun. And that's going to be my goal is just to make them want to take their instrument out and just play. And even if they don't turn anything in, um, I mean, our goal is that music educators anyways should be to keep our kids going, to keep our kids playing uh, mm -hmm. music. And that's, I mean, that's why we're all here. We're not here yeah. to enjoy doing playing tests. We're here because we love music and um, I, I want to instill that into my students as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, it's, anything I can do to, to get them to get their instrument out and play anything. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Play. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, anything else you can think of, or, or I know you had said you were starting to uh, do some smart music or have you yeah. done it before? Is that, are you breaking that out new because you're on distance learning now? Well, I, I use smart music, uh, a few years ago and I, and I, I really like it a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, we, I stopped using it just because of uh, the price. Right. And, you know, I had to kind of choose what we were going to be paying for. We're not really funded by the district. It's all fundraising like most people. Yeah. Um, so 
that was kind of one of those things that I, I stopped using. Uh, and that was about the same time we started using Google Classroom. So Google Classroom makes it really easy for kids to upload videos and, mm -hmm. um, and you can provide feedback really easy that way. So that's, that's kind of the route I took the last few years at school. Um, and then Smart Music's uh, offering that free trial period, I guess, right now through July for all the schools that are affected by this. Yeah, I've just been so impressed with uh, the industry and, and how they've just given a lot of things away for free, you know, um, yeah. because of the situation. And and I mean, I, I, they're obviously smart and they know what they're doing. They're trying to hook everybody. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but, uh, but it's also, you know, they don't have to do it that way. And, and um, I just very appreciative of, you know, smart music and tone savvy and all, all these companies, you know, Cybering Factory, they're just doing yeah. a lot of things. For us. Yeah, it's it's certainly uh, it's certainly helpful to all of us to to have something like that. And like smart music's really easy to use now. Uh, once you get signed up, some kids might have trouble signing up if they don't have the right app download or something like that. But once you get in there, it's like super easy to get set up. Um, and in like yeah, sight reading factory is great. Uh, it yeah, that's really encouraging to see it's all these overwhelming. Uh, I found is is all these things just keep popping up in your emails like here, try our thing for free. Do our, this for free. <laughs> like, I, I really need to focus on maybe one thing. Yeah. I'm using Flipgrid and I'm going to continue using that um, because it, it is kind of fun and it, it lets kids share and it kind of builds that sense of community. And that's, that's what I think. Um, yeah. Really want is to be able to put an emoji on there, make it fun. <laughs> it's really creative, uh, really creative videos, you know? Yeah. I, I love Flipgrid. That's that's been our uh, main way of them sending me videos and things is on there. And I and I'll post like different challenges every day. Like uh, today, it was uh, who can take the most creative instrument selfie. Ah. I've gotten I've gotten some funny ones today. I have to go look. I, uh, I haven't checked since this morning, but there were a few that popped up really fast. And I always try to post like something bonkers in there each day just to get them to look at it. And they're like, "What did Mr. Z post today?" That's great. That's great. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing more about your adventures in, uh, in uh, online teaching, you know, um, that you, like you said, you completed that week, but um, I, I do want to follow up with some of our guests to see, you know, in a week or two and see how it's going for them and some of the yeah. challenges they faced and um, all this hopefully will help uh, our other teachers uh, that are list our listeners out there just to get some ideas and, um, some more resources and, and just be, you know, kind of thought provoking. So uh, anything else you, you want to share before, uh, before we go today, anything you can think about some, some other ideas you've done. I mean, that, that, that whole creative selfie thing was kind of, was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've uh, like my kids, the live sessions, like you said, you, you had to do like an hour a week. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that's kind of our expectation is that you connect with each kid or you have like an hour available each, each day of the week. Um, and they have to touch base with you at least one of those hours. Mm -hmm. So I've tried to make each day different. So if they want to show up on a, on a Monday, like today we had Martha Mook oh, come great. in and do like a master class with the kids. Wow. And I've got a few of those lined up for the next few Mondays and I'll add more if they call more school off. Um, and then Tuesdays just come and talk to, to Mr. Z uh, Wednesday's wacky Wednesday. Like last Wednesday, we shared memes and 
funny music videos like music fail videos and it, it was it was hilarious like the kids came up with the funniest stuff and some of them made their own memes like kind of poking at me and, and sure. the orchestra and stuff it was hilarious That's uh, and then we did a tiny concert thursday which was super successful it was really nice to see the kids uh that have learned new pieces of music or new songs at home or created their own stuff i had some kids perform their own compositions some of them played stuff at a suzuki book uh and some kids played other instruments i didn't know they could play there was this kid that played this really awesome piano tune that was really involved and i was i was shocked yeah yeah and then, and then Friday was just uh, like a fun Friday. I did a Kahoot music theory Kahoot, and I had some I had some fun questions and answers. It was a little tongue in cheek. Some of the the questions like name, uh, like I had a euphonium in there. One of the answer choices was fancy schmancy trash can, and, sure. and <laughs> ch the cello. There was cello or McJello. Like it, it just yeah. you know I try to keep it silly too. So um, and I had I had some kids that showed up every day. It was nice. I had. I have some that have been to every session so far. They they win a gold star, but I had I saw different kids pop in each day, and I, most of my kids uh, showed up through the week. I got about thirty that I need to track down. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see how this is going to go uh, now that we're on it with the, the grading policy explained. Um, but uh, I'm going to do yeah. my keep them in, involved and. Uh, Try and put. I am going to try to put together a little bit of virtual orchestra because I think I can do that. But I don't mm -hmm. have a hundred percent participation in each class. Um, yeah, I, I might be able to get a good representative uh, group from each class to submit some recordings of some some of the pieces that we were going to do in the spring concert, and at least give them something to work on, something to remember, um, and something to show other you know show their relatives and whatnot too. So yeah, yeah, we're we're putting one together right now. It's um... I, it's in the final stage. I sent it to a video editor because I don't have the, I don't think my computer could handle doing that many simultaneous videos. So I sent it to somebody else to do. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, so that he said he should have it done tomorrow. We'll see. I'll be wow. posting it online soon. That's great. Well, we'll be looking forward to that. And uh, again, uh, any of the, some of the links that we've talked about today, we will definitely try to include in the, in the podcast description below and any resources that, um, you know, Corey's using, uh, he'll definitely send along and, and we'll put those in the, in the uh, description too for the teachers. But, um, I appreciate you, uh, taking the time to, uh, come on the show today and, um, wish you the best of luck with your teaching, um, online and beyond. Um, I know you're really creative and, um, have lots of ideas and really motivational for your students. And we appreciate, uh, the resources that you, uh, that you'll share with us. So. Same to you. Sandy, yeah, your, your resources are great. It's it's fun. And, um, you know, if I'm going to make them for my own students, I might as well uh, let everybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to share the knowledge with everybody. Yeah. So um, keep us uh, listeners out there. Keep us posted. If there's something that, that you want to hear about, um, you can you can reach me at my emails, Charles Laux and the number one at gmail.com. And we will post uh, Corey's uh, in there as well, his email and his contact information. Um, so if you have any questions or want to get some ideas from him, please do not hesitate to contact him. Um, I know he uh, likes to be a resource as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't hesitate to reach out to me. All right. Well, thanks again. And uh, for uh, the Orchestra Teacher Podcast, this is Charles Lauk signing off. Mm -hmm.
Thank mm-hmm. you.